Are you ready to go on a spooky adventure? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Final Girl and Dog Podcast. Join me, your final girl Susie, and one of my horror hounds each episode as we take on all things spooky, supernatural, and strange. Hello, spooky friends. Welcome to the very first episode of the Final Girl and Dog podcast. I'm your final girl, Susie, and Bruno is my final dog here with me today. Each episode, I will be joined by one of my very own horror hounds as we go on another adventure through the spooky, strange, and supernatural So for the very first episode, I'm finally all caught up on Stranger Things, and I really wanted to do an episode on some of the events that may have inspired the show. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, Stranger Things is a Netflix series that follows a string of mysterious and supernatural events in Hawkins, Indiana. It's a whole lot of 80s flavored, spooky, creepy, Cold War conspiracy theory era goodness with a fantastic soundtrack. It was an instant cult classic and wonderful PR for Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, So I hope that you are ready to go down some rabbit holes because there's some real life events and some conspiracy theories you may not have known about that could have been real life happenings from the upside down. Before we get super into it, the creators of the show have confirmed that events in the show are based off of the real life CIA experiment, MKUltra, and the conspiracy theory, The Montauk Project. All right, so let's start with MKUltra because this is still a very popular conspiracy theory, especially when it comes to, like, explaining strange celebrity behavior, you know, and the content of our popular culture. If you've been down the uh, the conspiracy Reddit threads, you probably already know a lot about MKUltra. So this experiment alone could be its whole, like, own series of episodes. So I'm going to give you the TLDR version. The CIA project began in 1953 and was in response to the Cold War. Upon hearing that the Russians had figured out a way to achieve mind control, the CIA began working to develop its own mind control weapon. While the experiment originally started out as a volunteer-based experiment it eventually moved on to unwilling participants whoops the experiments were conducted at colleges universities hospitals prisons and pharmaceutical companies in the name of research and ran through front organizations only the top officials at the institutions were aware of the cia's involvement MKUltra used several methods to test the manipulation of mental states and brain function. Basically, they were trying to figure out how they could control the minds of their test subjects and then weaponize that. They were using high doses of psychoactive drugs like LSD, um, other chemicals like barbiturates, electroshocks, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation, multiple forms of abuse, and torture. Other techniques based on subprojects considered never carried out, I hope you can like see my air quotes in your head, included using sounds such as sub frequencies to manipulate memory. 
All right, so they actually destroyed the MK Ultra records in 1973 under the order of the CIA director at the time. But we do know the scale of the project was huge. Um, there were studies using mind-altering substances for everything from promoting illogical thinking and impulsiveness, making hypnosis easier, enhancing the ability of individuals to withstand torture, produce pure euphoria, to even just trying to create a knockout pill. One project in April 1953 included giving LSD to mental patients, prisoners, drug addicts, and prostitutes. In other words, vulnerable communities. Sounds a lot like Eleven's mom. Test subjects were given LSD without their knowledge and observed through one-way mirrors. The researchers ended up (laughs) dismissing LSD as too predictable. They tried some other possibilities out, other hallucinogens, barbiturates in one arm, and amphetamines in the other. Heroin, morphine, and even alcohol. The laundry list of madness just continues because, like I said, MK Ultra could be its own series of episodes. Like, seriously, what I'm telling you now just skims the surface, which is terrifying. With just this brief look, you can see where the inspiration of some of the experiments on Eleven her mom comes from. So if you want to go even further down the rabbit hole on MKUltra, just hop onto Reddit or your favorite like conspiracy theory Facebook group and just whoop. Just drive straight in. Or you can wait for, for another episode on MK Ultra. But we're going to move on to the Montauk Project next because this particular project remains a conspiracy theory. But the story is that there were a series of U.S. government projects conducted at Camp Hero in Montauk Air Force Station in Montauk, New York. The purpose of these projects were to develop psychological warfare techniques and some more exotic forms of research like time travel. So this theory started from a series of books by Preston Nichols called The Montauk Project. Nichols claims that he had been abducted and forced to participate in these experiments. Preston claims that he was able to recover his pressed memories and then write the books. But that book only added fuel to the fire about psychological warfare experiments happening out on Long Island because there's also a lot of conspiracy theories about Long Island and ticks and Lyme disease. So the broad range of Montauk experiments includes time travel, teleportation, mind control, contact with aliens, staging of the Apollo moon landings, just randomly threw that one in there, and using abducted children to develop psychological warfare. Nichols' book claims that some of these experiments opened space-time portals to other dimensions. He also claims that he worked on the Montauk chair that used electromagnetism to enhance the psychic powers of whoever sat in it. The psychic abilities brought on by the chair included manifesting objects through the user's mind. So you can definitely see how that relates to Eleven, um being hooked up to all the equipment and using it to open up the portal to the upside down. But Nichols claims the project came to an end in the early 80s when things went too far. Apparently, there was a transmitter screen for the Montauk chair, 
and whatever the user envisioned would appear on the screen before it manifested. So as the story goes, and this is my favorite part, a child using the chair manifested a monster. To send the monster back to its dimension, all the equipment had to be destroyed and the basement levels of Camp Hero were filled with cement. Very Demogorgon. <laughs> I love it. There's actually... um. We'll get to it. But anyways, everyone involved in the project had their memories suppressed with techniques from NK Ultra. So we've come full circle. <laughs> Fast forward to July 2008 when an animal carcass washed ashore near Montauk. Was it the Montauk monster? Look up the photos. Uh, I'll post them in the Discord for the episode. But the photos show a strange and creepy creature that was decided on by experts as a water-degraded raccoon. This picture does not look like a raccoon. Anyways, it appears to have a beak, teeth, and legs too long to be a raccoon. Alright, so after these two stories, I'm sure you've noticed several similarities between these two projects and Stranger Things. But that's not all. <laughs> There's more! Those aren't the only creepy stories the show's writers have been inspired by. Okay, so moving away from the conspiracy theories a little bit and more into the true crime realm, the Hellfire Club storyline from season four was based off of the documentary Paradise Lost. This documentary follows the trials of the West Memphis Three, who are three teenagers that were accused of the May 1993 murders and mutilations of three young boys. So these murders were um, thought to be part of a satanic ritual. Basically, the West Memphis Three are three men that were convicted of these murders as teenagers. Their names are Damian Eccles, Jesse Miss Kelly Jr., and Jason Baldwin. The trials have been subject to widespread controversy due to dubious evidence and emotional bias in court. New forensic evidence in 2007 showed that some DNA recovered belonged to neither the victims nor those convicted. And the three men were released in 2010 after serving 18 years. So what does this have to do with Stranger Things? Well, the character Eddie Munson was based on Damien Eccles. So similar to Eddie, Damien Eccles came from a poor family and was subject to frequent visits from social workers. He had a prior history of vandalism, shoplifting, and had dropped out of high school. Eccles spent several months in a mental institution and had been awarded full disability status from Social Security. So he became a suspect due to his interest in occultism and mental illness. So not because there was evidence that he was involved, just because he was, like, the weird guy in town. The police continued to heavily interrogate him as months passed without progress on the case. Eccles had been sentenced to death during the trial on unsubstantiated claims that Eccles knew too much about the murders to not be involved. In summary, there was a whole lot of suspicious and sketchy activity involving the police, the evidence handling and processing, witness statements, and jury misconduct. It was grade A mess. <sighs> so you can kind of see how that relates back to Eddie. 
um, where the inspiration for his character came from. Poor Eddie. He's definitely my favorite character from season four. Um, I'm not going to give out any spoilers, but we can definitely talk about it in the Discord channel. Um, yeah, definitely check out the Discord channel. We can talk about this episode. I want to hear, like, what your favorite real-life Stranger Things story is and how far you've gone down the rabbit hole on these conspiracy theories. Because I am always up for talking about Stranger Things in general and conspiracy theories. So check out that Discord server and let me know who your favorite character is, what your favorite season is. Um, I really like the progression of the seasons, like as the characters get older, the storylines, um, mature because season four is by far like the spookiest, creepiest season. The first episode, like my jaw was on the floor shocked, like somebody should have prepared me. I hope you had as much fun as I did kind of exploring all the wild things that the Stranger Things writers were inspired by. Uh, Just to give you kind of like a sneak peek on what future episodes are going to be, we're going to go over some urban legends, the art of the perfect horror movie soundtracks, hiking and camping stories, we're going to explore some haunted attractions, uh, you know, like haunt events, um, haunted locations, horror movie reviews, TV shows, game reviews. Basically, nothing is off limits. We're going to research the spooky things, watch the spooky things, and go to the spooky places. All with uh, me, your final girl, and one of my final dogs. I actually have a bunch of dogs, so you'll get to meet all of them. Um, I'll bring a new one in on each episode. Bruno is my Chinese crested. Yes, like the weird hairless dogs. They've been voted like the ugliest dog in the world almost every year. He's so funny. If you want to chat with me about... um, any of the podcast episodes there will be twitch streams for almost every episode i don't want to promise you that every single podcast episode is going to have a matching twitch stream but i'm going to try check out my twitch twitch.tv slash final girl and dog and then i'm going to plug the discord server again i'm sorry because that's where i hang out the most i want to talk to you i want to interact with you plus you can share your own stories on the discord server as well as recommend episodes so come hang out we'll have a spooky good time thank you for joining me and bruno on our very first episode i'm so excited to have you all listen and i will see you next episode for another gathering of the supernatural spooky and strange if you've enjoyed this podcast please leave a review i would greatly appreciate it and be sure to come find me on social media and my discord server all linked in the show notes 
Thank you for joining the Final Girl and Dog Podcast. And remember, if I gave you a fright, keep on the light.